Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Thursday, September 15th. U.S. stocks end the day lower as the markets continued to digest hot inflation reports from earlier this week that caused a sharp sell-off on Tuesday. The markets appeared to be pricing in a 75 basis point rate hike as the most probable outcome for next week's Fed meeting. A host of economic reports were released, with retail sales mostly missing estimates, though weekly initial jobless claims unexpectedly moderated. Meanwhile, industrial production unexpectedly declined, New York manufacturing activity improved but remained contractionary, and Philadelphia manufacturing unexpectedly fell into contraction territory. Additionally, import prices cooled by a smaller amount than expected, and business inventories rose in line with estimates. In equity news, U.S. railroad companies garnered attention after reaching a tentative deal to avert a strike. Humana raised its full-year guidance, and Adobe Incorporated announced an agreement to acquire Figma for about $20 billion, but offered softer-than-expected revenue guidance. Treasury yields were mostly higher, and the yield curve continued to flatten, while the U.S. dollar was little changed. Crude oil prices were lower, and gold also traded to the downside. Asian and European stocks finished mixed as the global markets remained cautious amid recent inflation reports that heightened inflationary concerns. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 173 points or 0.6% to 30,962. The S&P 500 Index decreased 45 points or 1.1% to 3,901. And the Nasdaq Composite went down 167 points or 1.4%. 11,552. In Mara volume, 4.4 billion shares of NYSE listed stocks were traded and 4.7 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil fell $3.38 to $85.10 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price decreased $36.60 to $1,672.50 per ounce. And the dollar index rose 0.1% to 109.71. In equity news on Thursday, U.S. railroad companies were in focus after they and their unions reached a tentative deal to avoid a strike after 20 straight hours of negotiations. The U.S. Labor Department said it was a hard-fought, mutually beneficial deal and that our rail system is integral to our supply chain and a disruption would have had catastrophic impacts on industries, travelers, and families across the country. Humana, ticker symbol HUM, raised its full-year earnings per share outlook amid lower-than-expected medical costs and trends in the company's Medicare Advantage and Medicaid businesses and the lack of a COVID-19 headwind materializing to date. Shares traded nicely higher. In M&A news, Adobe Incorporated, ticker symbol ADBE, announced an agreement to acquire web-first collaborative design platform Figma for approximately $20 billion in cash and stock. Adobe also announced fiscal third quarter earnings per share that were above facts at estimates and revenues that came in mostly in line with forecasts, but its fourth quarter revenue guidance missed expectations. Adobe fell over 15%. 
The S&P 500 rebounded modestly yesterday from Tuesday's sharp drop that came on the heels of a hotter-than-expected August consumer price inflation report, which boosted Treasury yields and resumed the U.S. dollar's rally. For a look at the volatility, check out what our experts from the Schwab Center for Financial Research think in the article titled, Stock Market Volatility, Inflation Strikes Again. Given these conditions, Schwab recommends that investors stay disciplined. For stock investors, that means taking a sector-neutral approach and focusing on high-quality factors such as strong profit margins, high free cash flow yield, low volatility, and positive forward earnings revisions. Investors should also periodically rebalance their portfolios to maintain their strategic long-term allocations in the face of rapidly shifting markets. You can read all of our market commentary on our insights and education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Thursday, Advanced retail sales for August rose 0.3% month-over-month versus the Bloomberg consensus forecast of a 0.1% dip, and compared to July's downwardly adjusted 0.4% decline. Last month's sales ex-autos decreased 0.3% month-over-month compared to expectations of a flat reading, and as July's figure was revised lower to an unchanged reading. Sales ex-autos and gas were up 0.3% month-over-month, below estimates of a 0.5% rise and matching July's downwardly adjusted gain. The control group, a figure used to calculate GDP, came in unchanged month-over-month versus projections of a 0.5% gain and following July's unfavorably revised 0.4% rise. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at a level of 213,000 for the week ended September 10th, south of estimates of 227,000, and the prior week's downwardly revised 218,000 level. The four-week moving average fell by 8,000 to 224,000, and continuing claims for the week ended September 3rd ticked 2,000 higher to 1,403,000, below estimates of 1,478,000. A four-week moving average of continuing claims declined by 7,750 to 1,413,250. The Federal Reserve's report on industrial production showed a 0.2% month-over-month decrease in August compared to estimates of a flat reading and versus July's downwardly revised 0.5% gain. Manufacturing output ticked 0.1% higher, mining output was little changed, and utilities consumption fell 2.3%. Capacity utilization declined to 80.0%, slightly below forecasts, to match the prior month's downwardly adjusted 80.2% rate. Capacity utilization was a 0.4 percentage point above its long-run average. The import price index fell by 1% month-over-month for August versus estimates of a 1.3% drop and compared to July's negatively revised 1.5% decrease. Versus last year, prices were up by 7.8%, above forecasts of a 7.7% increase and below July's downwardly revised 8.7% rise. 
Import prices, excluding petroleum, were down 0.2% month-over-month versus estimates to decline 0.6%. The Empire Manufacturing Index, a measure of activity in the New York region, showed the index improved more than expected but remained in contraction territory with a reading below zero this month. The index rose to negative 2.5 from the negative 31.3 reading that was posted in August and compared to estimates of an improvement to a negative 12.9 level. The Philly Fed Manufacturing Business Outlook Index unexpectedly fell into contraction territory with a reading below zero for September. The index dropped to negative 9.9 versus estimates of a decrease to positive 2.3 from August's positive 6.2 level. And business inventories rose 0.6% month-over-month in July, matching forecasts after June's unrevised increase of 1.4%. Treasury yields were mostly higher as the yield on the two-year note soared 10 basis points to 3.87% and the yield on the 10-year note gained 4 basis points to 3.45%, while the 30-year bond rate was unchanged at 3.48%. The markets continue to grapple with how much the Fed will remain aggressive with its monetary policy as containing inflation remains top priority. The U.S. dollar has been volatile recently, but remains near multi-year highs. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses in her latest article titled Rate Hikes, Quantitative Tightening, and Bond Yields, how in its quest to reduce inflation, the Federal Reserve appears set to continue to hike interest rates and reduce the size of its balance sheet. She offers a look at what this may mean for the bond market. Kathy also offers analysis of the greenback in her commentary titled, The Strong Dollar, Can It Continue? You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. On tomorrow's economic calendar, we will get September's preliminary read on the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. The consensus is that the index will reach a 60.0 level higher than August's 58.2 read. In international news on Thursday, stocks in Europe were mixed as the markets remained choppy on the heels of this week's sharp drop that came courtesy of hot consumer price inflation reports out of the U.S. Expectations have been solidified that the Fed will remain highly aggressive with its monetary policy to fight inflation, and recent inflation data on this side of the pond will likely keep the Bank of England and European Central Bank aggressive as well. The markets digested more inflation data in the region as French consumer prices rose more than originally anticipated for August and the Bank of England's 12-month inflation forecast for August accelerated. Financials led to the upside following some upbeat analyst commentary while the energy sector fell along with crude oil prices. Amid the backdrop of elevated inflation pressures, Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop notes in his latest article titled Home is Where the Inflation Is, how central banks that base inflation measures on rentals rather than home prices may persist in hiking rates, thus applying more economic breaks despite easing home sales. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. The euro ticked higher versus the U.S. dollar, while the British pound was lower. 
Bond yields in the UK finished higher, and rates in the Eurozone were mostly higher, with Sweden's yields being the exception. The UK FTSE 100 index increased 0.1%. France's CAC 40 index declined 1%. Germany's DAX index decreased 0.6%. Italy's FTSE MIB index was down 0.2%. Switzerland's Swiss market index ticked 0.1% lower. And Spain's IBEX 35 index advanced 0.4%. The stocks in Asia finished mixed, with the global markets remaining skittish and choppy after this week's drop that came by a hotter-than-expected U.S. consumer price inflation report for August. The report boosted the U.S. dollar and Treasury yields while bolstering expectations that the Fed will remain ultra-aggressive with its monetary policy to try to restore price stability. Central banks in North America, Europe, and the U.K. have aggressively tightened monetary policies The Bank of Japan has abstained, and China's central bank has diverged and actually loosened its policy recently. China has continued to deploy COVID-related restrictions in parts of the country, which has negatively impacted economic growth, and the world's second-largest economy has also been hampered by real estate struggles, regulatory crackdowns, and geopolitical tensions with the U.S. However, today, China's central bank held its medium-term lending rates steady, as expected. Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop provides commentary on China's situation in his article titled China Q&A Top 5 Questions, discussing various topics including inflationary concerns, currency movements, government policies, and more. In other economic news, Australia's employment change rebounded in August after falling in July, and Japan's export growth accelerated in August, but by a slightly smaller amount than expected. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.2%, with the yen trimming a recent drop versus the U.S. dollar that followed the U.S. inflation data, but remains near multi-decade lows that have come amid the Bank of Japan's lack of keeping up with other key global central banks in monetary policy. China's Shanghai Composite Index dropped 1.2%, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index increased 0.4%. India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 index moved 0.7% to the downside. Australia's S&P ASX 200 index advanced 0.2%, and South Korea's Kospi index traded 0.4% lower. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will come in heavy with reads on the UK's retail sales, as well as CPI data out of the Eurozone and Italy. Additionally, we will get reports on industrial production and retail sales from China.